Podcasting with Meg, Conversations with Extraordinary People. This is a podcast that is inspirational based upon my book, The Magical Guide to Bliss, that takes the listeners through the year with empowering conversations. Starting from January and Carpe Diem sees the day to December, awe-inspiring magic and miracles. Time to sit back and relax as these extraordinary people, my guests, share their wisdom so that you too can elevate your life. It's time to discover more bliss, get intentional, and start to transform your dreams into reality. It's time to come alive because the world needs more people who wake up and come alive to the possibilities for their own life. Enjoy. Everybody. Welcome to Manifesting with Meg, episode 128. This is all about taking a giant leap. Surprise. It is February 29th, leap year this year. And I have special guest, Kara Muth, and she is in my season seven rendition of Live, Laugh, Love, and Play. And I'm really excited to end the month of February with you, especially since the concept is love. Um, we are a show about transformation, dreams, inspiration, happiness, discovering bliss, and how will we serve this year. And remember, always remember, we are just a conversation away from extraordinary. Time to wake up to a universe packed with possibility. Kara, how awesome it is to have you today on our show. How are you? Thank really? you. So much. <laughs> really? How am I really? How am I really? Well, I'm slightly nervous. I'm very excited. I absolutely feel like I'm in the middle of Take a Leap. So this theme could not be more perfect. And I'm so excited to join you today to talk about it. I love how that works. Synchronicity, serendipity, whatever you want to call it. It's like perfect timing for any kind of theme when the different guests show up. And I think one of the things about this, certainly, you know, I'll be always getting intentional around the theme as well as the day, as well as the guest. So set your intentions, everybody. And at the end of the show, we'll get back to that. But before I go on, I get to introduce you to the magical Kara. She's a unicorn, everybody. So just give you a heads up. She's an executive leader a mentor, a gratitude practitioner, and a student of life. Some of my favorite people are students of life. She's a corporate executive with 20 years of experience in change initiatives and leadership. Professionally, she has been relied upon to create and implement new business models for teams in operations, service, and compliance. Personally, she is best known for her empathy, authentic leadership, and ability to help others identify their emotions and discover how to use them to fuel what they choose in life. Passionately, she mentors women and most loves witnessing when they discover the answers they've been seeking within themselves, the best kind of answers in my opinion. Kara earned her Bachelor of Science in Human Resource Management with a focus in leadership from Regis University and is pursuing a Master's of Art in Happiness Studies from Centenary University, where we have crossed paths. So once again, so great to have you on the show. I have so many questions for you, but I love that you said yes to me. And I love, like I said before, is this wonderful theme about taking a giant leap. And we'll start with the quote today which is from Jules Verne, the French novelist, poet, and playwright, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, fame. You will travel in a land of marvels. And with that, it's kind of exciting because it's kind of like an open door to this other world. We have that every four years, a leap year. So 
it's like, it's a gift to all of us. You know, when we are saying that we don't have enough hours in our day and we to accomplish everything that we want to do, well, we get an added 24 hours in the month of February this year to travel in the land of marvels. And I was talking to one of my mentors, my father last night, he says, I choose to see the wonder and awe all around me at this stage in my life. So this becomes a fabulous opportunity, a get to, and we behoove everyone listening not to waste that chance to do something really special to advance your dreams today. So with that, we get to take a giant leap into a different direction or a better direction, or maybe even a more bright direction of our lives and take advantage of this extra time to venture forth and let go and leap into a marvelous new course of action. So our key to bliss, when you get a chance later, close your eyes, make a wish, and ceremoniously take a leap to see it come true. And with that, I hand it over to you, Kara. How does this so speak much. to you? Um, so first of all, take a leap and oh, so many things. Go with the flow. Like what just happened? Go with the flow is the first thing. I had a friend to me, friend say to me recently, be like water. What does water do when an obstacle or a struggle or something shows up? It yeah. just flows. It flows around. It accepts what is as reality and it flows around. And I think, you know, taking a leap that it's in line with that theme. Yeah. Another thing um, I would say that that speaks to me is I've been saying using this phrase for me recently is be here now. And it the, again, the synchronicity of what your father and your mentor shared with you to see the miracles that are there in front of me. It's the same sentiment with be here now. What that means to me is I don't need to be off somewhere in my mind, you that. know, worrying, anxiety or fear or any of those things. It's like, wait, but if I stop right now and look around, what do I feel in my body? What do I see? What do I hear? What do I smell? And I have had some transcendental experiences with this recently, moments that I will carry with me for the rest of my life. Like for, I'll give you a for example. Yes, please. <laughs> I would love for example. Tell us, do tell. So um, just to, to anchor this be here now thought, right, for myself, because I have um, you know, I've had quite a bit of stress for a few years, like a lot of people have, and found that in any moment where I could be mindless and my mind was racing, it was happening. Driving is an example. I don't condone that. Not not <laughs> mindful when you're driving. Like how, and, how did I get here? <laughs> where am I? Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear I you. I think all of us, you know, if you have a moment, your mind starts thinking or worrying or there's anxiety or whatever's going on, it's happening. Well, I found that I was doing that so much that even when my kids were in the car with me, I wasn't present. And there was one day when my teenage daughter needed something from a store. I said, sure, I'll drive you. We're going. She's telling me about her day and she had a hard day. And I was off in my own anxiety and my own fears and my own worries. And I like shook myself like, be here now, Kara. And I got to listen to her and understand her. And then she's like, mom, can I play a song? And the song she played had these lyrics that I like absorbed and was like, oh, I needed to hear this right now. And I got so emotional. I reached over and grabbed her hand and she just looked at me and smiled like my sweet baby girl, who's not a baby girl anymore. 
looked at me and smiled and held my hand all the way rest of the way home for 10 minutes we pull up we get home and i'm in tears yeah. like i would have missed this moment with my daughter and connecting with her on such a deep level had i not practiced be here now so i think that's that's everything that's speaking to me about today about take the leap i think in so many ways it's not about what's you know jumping into the future it is i mean there's transition but it's also about what's here wow. right now that you may be missing god i imagine you know everyone has this fomo about life you know fear of missing out what's happening over there and i do believe what you shifted us back into that moment is that what's happening here like what is happening here in our lives right now those moments in time that become the big moments in time where, you know, we can use those as a part of our memory reel. I, I like, I like to think about life at the end, but we'll have that opportunity when that, you know, I'm a big movie fan. So the screen goes up and I'm really proud to watch this movie. I want to watch this movie. This is my life. I want to watch it. So I love how you, brought us back to the context of if we're present in the moment right now, then we might actually enjoy watching, you know, later even, even, you know, being a part of it. I love that. Yes. Like mind blowing. And I, you know, one of the things I find really kind of exciting and I, and you know, is how we all meet each other in this now, in this here yes. and now. And the two of us had the fortitude or, or I would say the serendipity of meeting each other as a part of the Masters of Happiness with um, Tal Ben Shahar and, and the, the group over at Centenary University. And one of the questions was really interestingly posed this morning, and I want to I want to throw it back to you, is what guided you in this direction where, you know, I laugh because my my reaction to a Masters in Happiness? What? What is that? Back to you. Why was were you so compelled to actually join this? Yes. Well, um, I'm going to get vulnerable for a minute here. And I think that that's, I think that's a strength. I think we all need to have more vulnerable, open conversations and more honest conversations. So what compelled me to move towards this? I had um, been in a career for quite some time and hit a situation for me personally that I you know, it took so much energy from me and I gave it so much energy that I think I depleted myself to the point where it was like, I don't feel good about my life. Yeah. And anyone on the outside looking in would see like, she's at the top of her game. She's accomplished so many things. She's succeeding. Like that is what success looks like. But I didn't feel like that inside. And I know in order to be the leader, that I need to be for my people, for my kids, for myself, mm -hmm. that I needed to find that wholeness again. So I had started seeking out ways to do this on my own. I think hopefully it's natural podcast, reading, connecting with people. And yeah, after that one, you're saying on your own. So, so yeah. you, when you say on your own, you were already like doing an inquiry to oh, things yes. that were feeding your soul in that capacity where teachers of happiness came to light teachers of and not so much happiness but teachers of um how to turn inward how to tune in how to listen to yourself also you know just things along the lines of like how do we deal with anxiety or how, i mean 
there the topics are there's a wide range yeah. and they're so varied and multi-layered yeah but really anything from you know dealing with conflict to uh health exercising to breathing to sleep like all these things right so and then the, i see this master of arts and happiness studies and i i thought wow that's what i've been seeking on my own and here now it's official and i'm really interested in that and just called me in fact Meg, have you ever done this in your life where it's like you think about doing something and you get this positive flow of energy like you feel it for me in my i feel it in my gut sometimes yeah. I feel it in my heart but it's a physical reaction for me where i'm like i'm drawn to that yeah feels right i'm going to go seek that yeah that's how i came to be to the master of arts and happiness studies like okay. that, that's what i'm looking for and the description of it to me the way i absorbed it was more along the lines of you know how do you create your own path to whole being and well-being and then how do you radiate that out from where you are and yeah. that's what spoke to me so power so powerful i mean can you imagine just you know, it's kind of like when you're like, go to a gas station, fill your car up, you know, it's kind of like you go to a place that'll fill your light up, and then you're able to shine brighter onto other people. It's just fantastic. I think that in many ways, what we're looking for, are, will find us. And I think that when you're in tune with that intuitive hit, and you pay attention, and you just answer it, then do that right thing is a positive next best thing. I love everything that you say. I just adore you. I think you are a bright light. I certainly on the the great Zoom of our classroom. I I you know loved the fact that we were able to engage in in a side um, in the breakout rooms as well because I knew I like and, and everything from that point on the inspiration that you share is is profound and one of the things that I expect or I hope. And I hope to manifest with each of my shows is that you turn around with everything that you've learned, because clearly you are a student of life, like you said, and you share those inspirations with other people. And then you tell us about why they inspire you, why these words are impactful. And I love this because this is kind of a wonderful segue from what we were just talking about. What belongs to you shall come to you. It's a Yogi tea quote. So tell me, <laughs> tell me about this. Why did you pick this one? I picked this one because, you know, as we're talking about tuning in and turning in to yourself and listening to yourself, you're also in that exercise. You're asking yourself questions. Yeah. You're asking yourself, well, and the types of, the types of questions matter. And this blows me away that this is like, by the way, what we're talking about and learning about in our master's <laughs> program. <laughs> but what I, this whole journey for me, even most recently has been, first it was, why do I feel broken? Why do I not feel right when everything should be? Then it was, what, you know, what is it that, gives me energy. Then it became, what should I be pursuing? What should I do? What's right for me? Yeah. When I mentor women, which is one of my passions, and 
Again, you read it at the beginning, but it's so delightful when women or humans in general discover the answer they're seeking inside of themselves. I just went through, I just went through this myself and I was like, oh, turn that lesson back around on myself. Yeah. It's so amazing when you tune in and reflecting, you are asking the right questions, how that changes where you show up, the choices that you make, the emotions that you're feeling. And that is what this quote says to me. What belongs to you shall come to you. So as you evolve and you transform as a person and you are going through your journey in life, everything that happens in your life, it's what belongs to you, even the hard stuff. Yeah, even the hard stuff. What belongs to you because it helps you transform how you need to transform for your journey. That's so crazy. And at the same time, you know, we were talking about humble inquiry this morning and it's just starting to ask around those questions. What belongs to me? You know, what is it that, what is, what do I intend to have? What do I want in my life? What speaks to me? And realize from that point on the answers will come because when you see the world as, you know, evolving for your highest good and in line with what you put out, this is a beautiful understanding you know it kind of takes away the pressure of having to like be scrappy and dig around and you know like try to prove your worth all the time which is like literally my kryptonite you know external approval for who i am and and why i matter and how do i show up in the world so when you're saying something like this and presenting like you are in that delicious delightful space where you get to see people start like light bulb on light bulb on light bulb on it's fantastic to be a part of that Yeah, I do have to say there's one more thing about this quote that I think is so relevant to even just what you just said. That whole shall come to me inherent in that phrase is patience, Uh is acceptance, is this concept of let go just and trust, right? I think it's maybe particularly in our culture and maybe this is just you know, where I'm at in my life. I don't know, Meg, but I think there's so much pressure on hurry up Mm -hmm. and get there. Or even, hey, if you don't have what you want in your life right now, that's your fault. Like, you know what? Let's take the pressure off. You can let it come. It shall come. You must be patient and have some faith. Well, you know, it's interesting because I also... On that point, you know, I, I kind of when you step back from that great picture of your life, let's say that great movie of your life, you realize that certain things had to happen, like those puzzle pieces had to come to play before like the, those dreams that you envision for yourself can come to light. And I think that what you're saying here with regard to patience is a very powerful uh a powerful word. And it's it's really kind of a good release too. It kind of takes the, like you said, pressure off right. you. And, you know, and, and moving on to even this, these wonderful words from Patrick Overton, when you walk to the edge of all the light you have and take that first step into the darkness of the unknown, you must believe that one or two things, one of two things will happen. There will be something solid for you to stand upon or you'll be taught how to fly. Ah, I read this again. I was like, oh, yay. Okay, go for it. I'm listening. Preach, <laughs> preach sister. Preach, sister. I'm hearing. I'm ready for it. Oh, I can preach. I can sermonize. Um, oh, my goodness. I, I love this quote so, so much. I think, you know, again, back to that whole concept of questions and what you're, what you're focused on. Are you focused on the right things? And 
sometimes it takes stepping into the unknown and the darkness to shift your focus because you don't know what you don't know. Also, if you don't try, you'll never know. (laughs) So, you know, there's so much about this. I think this speaks about um, taking action. I think this, this, and it could be small. It could be small steps. It's, you know, it's not like you're jumping off of a cliff. You're just stepping into the darkness. I think also this represents that it feels like darkness. It feels like a low when emotionally, when you don't know what you're stepping into. For me, I experience sadness. I experience grief of what I may be letting go of that's known. I experience fear. Like there's so many things that go on that are uncomfortable, but you have to trust that like your foot's going to land or you're going to fly and you don't know. And also one last thing about this, this talks about trusting yourself. Oh yeah. That you can handle whatever comes because you're ready for it. And that you're, you know, you said scrappy a minute ago, you're scrappy. You can figure it out. Look, haven't you figured everything else out up to this point? Yeah. Why wouldn't you figure it out? If you step off into the unknown, you will. I have trust yourself on my refrigerator this week (laughs) as a reminder. I love it. Like literally, you know, my reminder, trust yourself, but I want to make sure everyone in the podcast world knows the picture that this quote is upon. It's a, well, if you look at it one way, it's a dark forest with scary trees. I have no, 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 no abundance of life on it. But then there is this like overshadow of light. It's kind of begging you to come. It's like come hither, but you got to go through the darkness to come hither. So I just wanted to share that visual as well because you know at the end of the day, you'll find something solid to stand on, or you'll be taught how to fly, which is just evolution of your life and excitement on that point. And then we get this one. Often people attempt to live their life backwards. They try to have more things or more money in order to do more of what they want so they will be happier. The way it actually works is in the reverse. You must first be who you are, then do what you need to do in order to have what you want. Margaret Young. Hmm. Oh, where do I start? Where do I start with this? Wow. Um, This speaks to me in so, so many ways. And, you know, man, if it was, if I could go back to the young version of myself and say, this is that follow your bliss part, right? This is that be who you are, not who all the rules and the expectations of yourself and that others have of you and all of that. Sometimes we make decisions or we follow a path that others don't understand or we'll be like, that doesn't make any sense because if it is this way, like it's a prescribed method and, you know, but it doesn't feel right. But what happens when you follow what feels right to you, who you are inside blossoms, your energy blossoms, everything lightens up, everything feels right. Does it mean you'll never struggle? No. Yeah. Does it mean that you'll, that you don't have to put forth effort? No, of course you do. I mean, that's what this quote says. Then you figure out what you need to do, but first follow, follow what's inside and then the rest comes. I love the back 
reverse. You must first be who you are. And I think that a lot of people like maybe feel a little uncomfortable because maybe they feel if I really truly am who I am, then I'll be rejected. And then what? I'm going to be, then what I'll be. And then you think about all the people who show up honoring the, who you are and rejoicing in it. And like, I see you. Oh my God. How could you not be you? It's like the most fun to be around you, you know, and you have to be that reminder, reminder, reminder until you get that confidence to show up constantly as you are. And then also the other component that I find that to what relative point that you were saying is that you don't want to push down those uncomfortable feelings of this isn't right. You know, I'm like, ah, you know, I mean, walking into the uncertainty is one thing, but you have a whole bunch of tools called your sixth sense or your experience or your wisdom that comes along with you. You don't have to start all over again. You don't have to be that little kid who was like, what's happening. You literally have knowledge and wisdom from the years that you have gone around and around and around on this beautiful wonderful, you know, world that we get to live in. So, you know, back to you and your point, I, I'd love to ask the question with regard to how did you come to this insight and how did you come to this understanding of your life right now and where you stand in this giant epic of leaping, of leaping into whatever the world or ever the wants and ever the needs that you have coming at you? Um, learning how to sift through the noise is the best way I know how to describe this, Meg. And I think that, you know, back to that point of like, you know, be who you are. I, I do want to say, I think it can be confusing to know who we are. Let me first acknowledge that. Like there's a lot of noise to sift through to discover who that is. And the best way I can say that we do that, like the best um, tools, if you will, for people to discover who they are that's a big question. That's like, what's the meaning of life? Yeah. That's how big that question yeah, is. It's big. It's big. Yeah. Fair. I get yeah. that because there's so much noise. Again, expectations, where you're supposed to go in the world, what you're supposed to do, what people expect of you. Let's add responsibility on there as you're <laughs> mature, suddenly you have kids or people depending on you or, or a whole organ organization as it may be. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, whoa, it, who am I? And suddenly it's scary. So the best tool set that I would give someone is find stillness and quiet mm -hmm. to listen, to go within and listen, like carve out even if it's five minutes a day. First that, next, what gives you energy? Actually pay attention to it in whatever way you need to record that. Write it down, yeah. um, reflect on it daily, reflect on it weekly, whatever. Yeah. Um, because through these exercises, for me, I have discovered like, oh, I need to be able to cultivate a space in my life where I am doing more of who I am, right? And what speaks to me and what I love. It doesn't mean I'm not great where I'm at. Yeah. All that means is that we're humans on a journey of life and that we need to pivot sometimes. And it could be a huge pivot. Yeah. It could be a small pivot. It could be a small change, but we must change. That's a constant in life. And we must go through that transformation and become more of who we are. So tune in and listen as you're going through this journey and then follow the thing that gives you energy. Follow the thing that feels right. And what you need to do will become clear. Oh my God, I love that. But I do believe that to your point, what feels right, because I think that we all have 
uh, you know, change is definitely a given. And I think that at the end of the day, we have like certain risk choices that we yeah. might want to, you know, embrace. Like some people, if you throw a lot of challenge at them, I want to say, might break. <laughs> they might can't handle it. It's like too much. I go, I can't yeah. do this right now. But other times in your life, you might feel a little bit more foundational and then be able to walk a little differently and how that looks to you. Yes. I, I love everything you said. And I want to turn now to the fact that as you come to this space, you yourself are very much someone who, as you put it, a seeker of growth and whole being. You recently launched Finding My Way with Pi, Purpose, Intention, and Emotion. It's an experiment in personal growth, seeking the art of living well through daily video diaries where she, you curiously examine your emotions and how to intentionally live with them. All human experience is up and down. We all are just finding a way through it. And in this particular instance, you're leading with vulnerability. You invite many to join you on your journey and your husband's also a part of this. Yeah. And you find your way each day with processing emotions, being curious about them, discovering them and experiencing them to bring awareness that elevates the experience of life, produces or provides wisdom and might just help to find purpose. And I think what you were saying initially was that's a big question. And here we have the logo on your YouTube page, Finding My Way with Pi, Purpose, Intention, and Emotion. So tell me a little bit how you came to this. Oh, wow. Oh. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. Years, years in the making, I think. And not intentionally. Mm -hmm. I know that's funny because the whole thing about Pi is purpose, intention, and emotion. Yeah. The way I came to this is because after years of mentoring women, after years of experience myself, and even just connections with my friends and family and my people, right? Yes. What I had discovered was that the common theme is we bury our emotion. We don't know what to do with it. Or it could be like a quick eruption. Oh, I handled it and you move on. But no, you didn't handle it at all. And so some of the themes that I started seeing were if we don't talk about and curiously observe and why is curious important? It's important because when you're curious, you're not judging it as bad. Yeah. When you're curious, you're just examining it and looking at it so that it can inform you. And your emotion has to inform you. So what I saw was this, you know, oh, well, I don't feel good about this, but I'm going to, you know, doggedly continue to move in that direction because that's what I have to do. And that's just like blinders. Right. So as I would be working with women, I would say, let's let's back up. You know, like, first of all, how does that make you feel to continue to push and toil in that direction and then emotion and an eruption of it. So what we would do is just spend time talking about it. And why do we think that is? And where did that come from? And what do we think that might be telling us? And yeah. what, what, what might we be able to do with that? How is that important for you right now in your life? And then we would shift the conversation into, well, what is it that you love? Like all things aside, all things aside, I know that's scary, but right now we're in a safe place. Yeah. All things aside, what is it you love? What lights you up inside? Do you know the energy would go from on the floor 
to yeah. I'm broken, I can't do this, and I don't know how to make anything happen that I want to happen to, oh, I love this, and like blossom, just blossom. Yeah. I love this, I want to go there, and I go here, and I would go, you know what, you don't need to just throw out your whole life. All you need to do is add in one little spark of something that feels right to you and watch how that blossoms in your life. And you may end up over time somewhere you had no idea where you were going to go, yeah. but you must start with what you love. Yeah. Otherwise you can't blossom. Oh, I love it. Yes. Start with what you love. You know, I think it goes back to the point where you have to beat yourself up constantly either if there's things out there that you can't do well because it's not a strength of yours. So at the end of the day, when you do focus on what you love, the things that you want and desire, then like live, laugh, love and play. That play component comes back into focus and that you get to do that. You don't need permission to do that. You get to do that. And I think that, you know, having watched your videos, you come from a real vulnerability to share, you know, your personal story, your personal where you're coming from. And then you do end up at the end, you know, kind of like, you don't wrap it up with a bow, but you definitely bring that light, the elevate, you know, the levity back at the end. So I, I love the fact that you're doing this. Tell us where they can go and see Finding My Way with Pi. Is there a specific, you know, website? Absolutely. It's well, it's on YouTube, so it's a YouTube channel, and um, we can post the link um, okay. here if that works. And uh, you should be able to search it and find it on YouTube. Um, one of the things I, I, one more thing I want to say about Finding My Way with Pi. Well, maybe two, because you know, oh. I'm, I yeah. can, I can be birdie. Yeah. Um, First of all, the, the whole point, I mean, you read the synopsis about it, but the whole point of finding my way with Pi is that like people look at me and they think I have my stuff together. And maybe I do, maybe I don't. That's judgment. You decide. I don't know. But I'll tell you what I feel like inside. Some days I maybe don't feel that way. And I want to normalize that for people. That This is the experience of it. Love it. Also, when you look up things that you may be going through, it could be extreme burnout. It could be the loss of a loved one. It could be any number of things that we find are hard as humans. You go research, how do I get through this? You find scientific studies, you find self-help steps one through 10, you find like all this stuff. That stuff's important. Yeah. But it is not an example, a real life, off the cuff, candid, vulnerable example of how someone's doing it day yeah. to day. How are you doing it day to day? And it can't just be willy nilly. It truly has to be a curious examination of the feeling and the emotion of it, because that is how we do it day to day. Whether you're aware of it or not, yeah. that is what is guiding you every day is that emotion. So why not bring some awareness to it so that we can then intentionally do, do that in our lives, but also be that example for people so they can see day to day, this is what it looks like. Guess what? Sometimes it's ugly and uncomfortable. And why don't you pick a hummingbird for your logo? Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh, my Mimi. I have to share. So my Mimi was such a huge part in my life. Um, is your Mimi your grandmother? Is that? 
She's my grandmother. Uh, when my parents divorced, we moved in with them. I was eight years old and she was an artist. She was a little classic Southern belle. Her um, bad words consisted of, oh, my stars and barefoot. She <laughs> would greet you with a hug. She um, was just beautiful. Yeah. She was such a part of my life. So the hummingbird represents my Mimi and here's why. Okay. She loved hummingbirds and hummingbird feeders. So she lived in North Florida and had hummingbird feeders in the backyard. And she would stand at the windows that overlook the backyard and watch for the hummingbirds so much, like all the time. Then it became a really fun story in our family. When one day we're all there having family dinner, had finished dinner, we're eating dessert. And Mimi says, look, a hummingbird out the back window and every single one of us stuck, turned. And when we turned back around, she was licking her plate. Oh, she's. <laughs> <laughs> to me, the hummingbird represents grace. It represents composure. It represents art and it. poetry and love and togetherness beautiful. and beauty. And if my Mimi turned into anything after she passed away, I'm telling you, it's a hummingbird. Oh, I love it. And I have a, another show, we, The Butterflies, with my friend Kevin Creek and Starshine. And we give a Hummer Hummingbird Award at the end. So I would give Mimi the Humming Hummer Hummingbird <laughs> Award today. She gets that. Um, well, I, I love everything that you, you've shared today. One of the things, you know, for me intentionally, we go back to the why we show up every day and, and why we're here. And I love really getting intentional around that because i think when you come to a space with that focus then more beautiful things can come so i will ask you what was your intention for today's conversation my intention for today's conversation was to speak my truth mm, that's beautiful and what page did you pick in the magical guide to bliss march 22nd okay. because that represents a day the end of a particular journey and potentially the beginning of a new one for me. So I picked March 22nd. And what does it say? <laughs> what, or what do you want to read from it? All right. Um, hmm, so appropriate. I love this. All right. March 22nd. It's not in the stars, but within you. Oh, yeah. I think this is amazing. I just said, speak my truth yeah, is my yeah. intention. And that is within me. That's within every single person. Your truth is in you. So look inside. Yeah. If you need direction and guidance for where you need to go, the stars are beautiful, but what's going to tell you is what's inside. Well, that's amazing. I love that. And it goes back to the point where everything that you need, you already were born with and you on this wonderful, beautiful journey, you have that. And we need to hear it. We want to share in that beauty that is you. Um, the other wonderful thing I'd say is, you know, because manifesting is my favorite thing. I do love to manifest. And then, you know, that means just bring into light those things that work for you, those tools that work for you so that you can share with other people um, and really in service to others. So, you know, you've come far, you've come far, you're incredibly successful in what you do. You show up as a beautiful light to others. You really are an inspirational person. So how do you manifest those things in your life that you most want 
those things that are emanating from your soul? Wow. Um, again, I think you need to be clear on what those things are and why and make sure that they're true for you. So back to speak your truth. Yeah. You know, if it's something that is for you, it will be it, it, that knowing and that decision will be easy. Yes. Yeah. That's where I want to go. Right. Because it's for you. Um, also, there needs to be a little bit of a, um, <clears throat> I will tell you, I think that the key in manifesting is the let go. Uh -huh. You set that intention, you let go. If you're holding so tight yeah. to an outcome, it almost scares it away. Right. Because you're locked and you can't see possibilities. Uh -huh. But if you're like, that's great. And that's the direction I want to go. And then you start asking yourself questions that are empowering for you. What do I need to learn to arrive to where I want to go? Yeah. Um, who do I need to become? You know, all those types of things. Yeah. And then you just start focusing on that, not the end. It'll happen. I have to tell you that what's coming to light in my head right now is that when I was a kid, I used to love those games that you had to, you know, learn the riddle before you could open the next door. And I think that everything that you said <laughs> kind of speaks to that, you know, I, you, the patience factor, the wisdom factor, what I need to know so I can get to the next place to be here now. So I'm really, really cognizant of all the clues <laughs> that show up in my life and then start to get excited because that whole speak your truth thing, not hold back when you feel that, uh, that push to say something at the same time, also be a listener to others so that you can help them speak their truth as well. All of it is so incredibly empowering. And I think that at the end of the day, really, what are we doing in this world other than in your beautiful picture, showing up as leaders, mentors, in gratitude, and students of life. And I love this. So let me ask you before we move on to the final question, where can people find you other than I'm going to list the, the youtube.com. It's at Finding My Way with Pi. It's F-I-N-D-I-N-G-M-Y-W-A-Y-W-I-T-H-P-I-E. So that you can go there and you can see her wonderful videos that she has to share. But also, is there a way that they can connect with you specifically if they want to work with you? I think that's a great question. And I'm going to be vulnerable again. You know what? I jumped into this with just a, this feels right. Yeah. So I am working on getting all of that set up and it will be accessible on finding my way with Pi as soon as I have that um, about, but yes, I, Wonderful. you know what? I, we had this conversation a few months ago, Meg, it was like, start where you are. Start where you are. Yeah. So I did. So yeah. I jumped in and I, it's been almost, almost 60 days doing these videos and I cannot even believe what this journey has been like. And the connection with people and, and people saying like that, yes, that, that's, I resonate with that. So more to come. I will get all of this infrastructure set up. I want to connect and I want to create a space where people are safe and can find their way. Yes. So the space will be at finding my way with Pi, the, the address that I had already indicated on YouTube. So stay tuned for some wonderful magic coming your way. Certainly on our giant leap of faith day, it's wonderful, exciting, get wonderful um, anticipation in the land of marvels as we move forward. So, you know, I'm going to 
I'm going to just bask in this last, you know, what's your final inspiration for us today, Kara? You know, I, I didn't prepare this Meg because I was like, I'm going to go with what feels right in the moment. So what feels right in the moment to me is it's okay when it hurts that the sadness and the hurt isn't something to be afraid of and to run away from that is actually transforming you into something that you need to be so that what belongs to you can come to you. That's beautiful. What a great, great inspiration for anyone out there who is struggling with that. I think that that's really so much compassion and empathy there for yourself, that self-compassion component. And it's exciting. Live, laugh, love, and play season of the of the year. You know, I I love takeaways from everything that I do. I always look for them. And, you know, I think that the most beautiful takeaway is the conversation with you has been delightful. You are a shining light in this world. And I know that whatever you touch, you know, whether you see it as a success or failure, will turn to gold. Like the Japanese art of, of oh, Kintsugi. Kintsugi. Yes. A painting your failure. So I I am so grateful that you showed up today with me and in this space to share all the wonderful information and inspiration that you have. I, I do want to leave you with the final word as well because you know I I, I laugh. I, I, I think this show is all about me. <laughs> it's like, so what do you have to tell me today other than what you just did say, which was really powerful as well, as I, you know, take on whatever the world decides to do for me. <laughs> yes, Meg, I want to reflect back to you something that you've shared with me, uh, and then add a little, a little like touch to it. So the first thing I want to share with you is keep going. I love it. Yeah. And my little touch that I'm going to share there is turn into anytime something hurts or anytime something feels hard, turn into it and spend time with it and embrace it with gratitude and say, thank you for being here. I'm ready to learn what you're teaching me. Oh, that's so beautiful. Oh my God, Kara. So thank you for what you taught me today and all of you for listening as well. It's always time to manifest living fully, loving intently and laughing more. And of course, finding more ways to play and be of service. Butterflies, get ready to dazzle. I believe in you. And I am so grateful to you, Kara. And happy leap day, everyone. Go do your thing. Thank you for listening to this episode of Manifesting with Meg. If you loved this conversation, be sure to subscribe and share the extraordinary and get your copy of The Magical Guide to Bliss today. See you soon.